Hey TRB fans, it's James here, and I just wanted to tell you about JewelryBrands.shop. It's a great place to find Star Wars pins, necklaces, cufflinks, money clips, and so much more. Personally, I love shopping by character, because I can click on the child and see everything Grogu all in one place. And if you do decide to pick something up, make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's JewelryBrands.shop and promo code TRB. Enjoy the episode, and may the Force be with you. us of course you missed us some of you were like you guys were gone but anyway welcome back everybody this is the resistance broadcast we are back we took a week off thank you so much for joining us today thanks for understanding we had a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, a lot of personal stuff going on uh here in the base but we are so happy to be back here doing our show for you talking about star wars we have a lot of great stuff to get into here uh james and Lacey with me as always uh guys a week off for us feels like a month because we never take time off so that was kind of crazy and uh it's good to be back though how you guys doing yeah i definitely uh i feel it's you're totally right like i'm just like so thrown by like how long has it been since we've podcasted and it's like only like 14 days or something (laughs) you know it's like crazy (laughs) like nothing even really that wild yeah it's I don't know. It's it feels like a very long time. Lacey, how uh how you been? It's it's been a while. You you guys look good. You guys look great. It feels even longer for me because I didn't really have anything going on. And I know that's yeah. like not me trying to brag that I had nothing going on. It's more right. like my life is boring. So this mm-hmm. is like the only thing I got going for me. So when we don't yeah. do it, I literally got nothing. So I did nothing. Yeah. I didn't know what to she do. She says with my that, hands. but she's been on like five other podcasts and <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, that is true. So that's stuff. how crazy my uh, my obsession with having something to do. I was like, can right. I come on your show to like six people? Studying studying for your Schmodown match, which is coming up, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It's coming up this week. This what's Thursday. the air date? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. All right, Thursday. so people get to see a double dose of Gillerin on Thursday. Yes. Um, so, good, yeah, good luck to you on that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I have a, a new daughter now, so that's what's going on with me, so a lot less sleep for me. So if I get a little cranky uh, on this episode or uh, later on this week, just it, bear with me. All right, folks, but we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep positive and fun here, as we always do. Uh, before we get into everything, uh, what 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 keeps me alive and awake sometimes is coffee. And what we do here is uh, WeirdBrothers.com uh, paired with us to make a coffee called the Resistance Brew. So go ahead to WeirdBrothers.com, look up the Resistance Brew, and you'll be supporting us as a small podcast, them as a small business, and you because you'll get some delicious coffee. So check out Weird Brothers, and thanks to them over there. Uh, great staff down there in Virginia. Um, one other thing we have to announce, uh, Lacey, this is like one of your things that you love, and you kind of came up with this idea. So I'm going to let you spill the beans, even though it's not coffee-related <laughs> 
Go ahead. Uh, what are we doing uh, shortly? We are doing another virtual cantina. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. John wrote all the details down, so I'm going to let him run through that. But okay. I'm very yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, so on Thursday, March 25th, we're bringing back the virtual cantina, which is kind of like our live hangout uh, inspired by the pandemic. Uh, we're going to obviously keep that going and uh, bring your drinks, bring what have you. We're going to have a bit of a party, and we're going to be doing sign-ups on uh, Thursday uh, the 18th. So this coming Thursday around noonish, we're going to post the link for you to sign up so that you could join us and you'll be on the screen with us as we're hanging out on the stream. Uh, but you know, if you're shy and you don't want to, you can obviously go to the virtual canteen in the live chat. So they'll hang out that way and just watch along mm -hmm. like a lot of people did last time. So signups will be this Thursday around noon and the event itself will be the following Thursday on the 25th. Not sure on what time, but it'll be evening Eastern time. We'll get more details out to you. We will be making the virtual cantina t-shirts available again while the canteen is happening and a couple of other fun little merch surprises uh, that we'll announce as we get closer but get ready for the virtual cantina make sure you're available around noon on thursday to sign up to get your slot if you want to be one of the people in the room in the cantina on the screen and away we go we're gonna have a good time thursday's a big um, day we have a new episode it's yeah a, it's a big then day you sign up it is for a virtual cantina day. then you right. watch and cheer me on on the schmodown right yep. yeah uh the the power rangers reboot launches that day does it yeah no, I just made that up. Oh. 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 <laughs> Both of you guys are like, I, yeah? I heard I heard <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's being fired that day is what oh. I've, I've understood. Yeah. If, uh, if, if uh, certain videos are, are believed to be true. No, we're going to kind of get into that right now, though, right, James? So the Resistance Report, yes. few few interesting stories. So let's get back to business. It's the Resistance Yep, uh, Resistance Report this week is kicking it off with a big one um, because it is a long-standing rumor, th fan theory, fan rumor. I don't know how to how to state it, but uh, everybody has always wondered what the fate of Kathleen Kennedy will be at Lucasfilm following the rocky, possible, however you want to look at it, um, rollout of the the Star Wars movies. Um, within the fandom. And uh, so this week there was an earnings call or an investor's call um, that was not public, but uh, there there were people kind of third party like relaying the information of what was going on as it was coming through. And uh, in this particular case, uh, it was brought up about the possible firing of Kathleen Kennedy or letting go, what's the situation with her. And um, Bob Chepik, who uh, was on the call at the time, uh, like really made it very clear that they love having her, um, that, you know, she will be here for a long time. She's very integral in what they're doing. And uh, that's not even, you know, at all um, remotely a possibility at this point. Um, so actually, I can read right here. It's real quick. We've been absolutely thrilled that we can have the creative talent in our company, the likes of Kathleen Kennedy. We look forward to having Kathleen direct directing Lucasfilm activities for years to come. Um, so that is yeah. it, Lacey. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to you first on this story. What are your thoughts on uh, them kind of doubling down on Kathleen here? So first of all, I got the full experience for this story. I ate pizza bagels while reading this. Oh, and ate Doritos and I ate the pizza bagels too hot. So I burned the roof of my mouth. So I got the true experience of the person that probably asked this question. 
Which Did one? your mom make them for you and bring no. them downstairs to you? Sharon was not at my house. However, I guess I didn't get the full experience. It was about maybe 45% the experience. Okay. Um, but yeah. Last question. Last question. Were you gaming at the time? I was not. I was just on my couch reading on my phone. All right. All right. But I did laugh right. a lot because this is <laughs> ridiculous uh, that, yeah. first of all, someone that bought shares of Disney, which, first of all, congratulations on that, uh, you're going to use your time on a shareholder meeting <laughs> to ask basically a YouTuber question to the head of Disney. Like, there's nothing else you could have could have asked and then the way it was phrased was just very sloppy i was like come on guy it's clear that you want her fired and you phrased it in a way that like he wanted to get him to say yes that's happening uh i felt a lot of embarrassment for this person only because i was like this person is clearly like got some type of agenda that they're trying to push right now um and i'm sure that's going to affect how they take questions in the future i guarantee uh yeah that being said, I, I'm super happy that Bob number two, uh, second second per Bob, not I, right. uh, responded to this guy in a way that was very straightforward and very positive and very like, look, we're, we're perfectly happy with her. She's going to be here for a long time, which makes me think like we had heard rumblings last year that she might be transitioning out like on her own. Like, hey, I've had enough. I'm going to go on a beach somewhere and just enjoy my retirement. Um, but this sounds like she's sticking around, which good for her if that's what her choice is. Um, mm. I don't think, and I think people need to let this go. She's never going to get fired. If she leaves, it's going to be on her own. And at this point, she's not. So it's just crazy. By the way, the top of my mouth really does hurt from the <laughs> The roof of your mouth? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's scary that's stuff sometimes. That's worse you, than what this you, guy thought probably getting this answer. Yeah. Yeah. What are the ones that are the the pockets that pockets? you No, the little ones. Pizza rolls. And Pizza yes, rolls? those are the real dangerous ones cuz then it gets it it turns into this little boiling den of hell and then you think it's good and you bite it and the juice like a gusher squirts in your mouth and it's like lava. Or you Do don't you know, heat it up enough and the outside's really hot and then you bite into it and the inside's like an ice cube, oh, a meat cube. Awful. Awful. Cheese cube, sauce yeah. cube. It's yeah. funny. I I only recently found out that pizza rolls is like there's only one pizza roll. I thought it Tostitos, was Tostitos, right? Yeah, to, yeah. They they or, own that branding. I did not know that. I, or is it Tortinos? Something to, tor something. Totinos. I, I think it's Tolingos. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but no, I I thought it was just a type of food like. Um, like, I don't know, like spaghetti. Like, nobody owns spaghetti. That's no. just the type of food that it is. Or macaroni and cheese or something like that. That's a pizza roll or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. But it's not. Yeah. Pizza roll is like a trademark thing. Only they make well, them. It, until yeah. now, James, I, I have a, an exclusive reveal. Resistance broadcast. <laughs> we are creating TRB, the Resistance Bites. And they'll be coming Yo, out to grocery stores. Yo, if we stores. really did do that, that would be epic. <laughs> Although I get the store brand Craven kind from Big Y and yeah. like pizza bagels and stuff. So they have pizza rolls too. But if we did that, that would be the best thing I've ever done in my life. Like I could just be like, well, I've done everything I could do. That is a peak of things. And we'd make them like, we'd make them like Michael Scott. Like we'd always make them the cheapest so people would buy them. So then the guys who make the calls to the investors' calls would have to eat our pizza bites. 
the resistance bites while they're making the phone call. So like, hey, mm-hmm. Bob, oh, I'm yeah. Yeah, so I assume John's slightly avoiding there. this uh, topic because he doesn't want to talk about this <laughs> story. What do you think? John? Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, it's one thing to speculate and think like, man, I could see if, you know, using logic. I mean, like Kathleen Kennedy's contracts up at the end of this year. Disney's going through a lot of financial stuff. Maybe they're looking to shake things up. We've heard rumblings about them making management operational changes and that sort of thing. There's a lot of stuff going on with the parks. A parks heavy guy is now the CEO. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with Disney. And so that's one thing to do that. And say, a parks like, guy, know, by the way, that's not afraid to make cuts because he changed what Galaxy's Ed- Edge was going to be. He'd cut yeah. a lot of stuff from that. Yeah. So it's one thing to, to soundly and respectfully speculate on that and mm-hmm. say like, you know, maybe they're going to make a change. And, and, you know, if they do, it's not, you know, you're fired. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we're, we're parting ways. And, you know, Kathleen wants to explore other adventures. She's been doing this for 10 years, uh, that sort of thing. So um, it's, it's not a surprise that she's sticking around. They have all these projects going on. They just, you know, had her out as the face of the Lucasfilm presentation and that big, huge webcast in December. If they were looking to move on from her, like we saw with the Gina Carano thing, they wouldn't have had Kathleen Kennedy out there saying, here's the next three years right. of Star Wars or right. whatever. So right. um, it, it, should, it should come as no surprise to anybody with sound mind and, and uh, brain. But I, I still, I'll say this. Her contract is still up at the end of this year. It's possible she they said may just July. be like, Is that wrong? I, read I, thought art- the, the, I thought it was end of the year. Oh, and the uh, article, they were like, oh, I think it might be midsummer or something like that. I, it still wouldn't surprise me necessarily if she was like, I, I, I'm, I don't want to renew my contract. So that's still a possibility. She's right. still, she, she can make that decision if she wants to. But it sounds like something is really not changing here in terms of uh, what Kathleen's, Kathleen Kennedy's doing at Lucasfilm. And summer. For me, 2021 oh it is summer okay so mm-hmm. another f- yeah four months or but so but she might okay. see it through to the end of uh book of boba fett yeah and then we'd probably be expecting some sort of extension uh reveal or, or that sort of thing mm-hmm. and if we mm-hmm. don't hear anything then you gotta ask questions but you know i've been happy with it what what they've been putting out obviously like i'm a huge fan of all the movies and, and the live action stuff and mm-hmm. even the last season of clone wars i thought was good mm-hmm um so i'm happy i know some people aren't and that's fine but she's the one of the greatest the top number two movie producer of all time if you put you know kevin feige aside with the marvel run she's number one yeah uh, so it's, i'm glad they reaffirmed it you know yeah um i was gonna bring that up too is like it's kind of one of those things like if you know you like maybe don't like her movies or whatever but from a business standpoint, you do have the number one money-making producer of all time under Kevin Feige. And that was only recently, you know, that he came up. I think that was like 2016 or something like that, that he finally like surpassed her or whatever. And that's really because of the Marvel stuff. So Marvel aside, she's still number one. She has the broadest range. And I um, wonder if, the thing if inflation it- was a factor, she would be number one. Because all those movies she produced throughout the 80s and stuff like that, if you had to pump in the 2020 Marvel, the equivalent of Marvel's dollar value, I wonder what the numbers would look like. I'll just believe that. Because yeah. she's been doing this for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the other thing that I think is interesting too is is like we were talking is that her contract's coming up here uh, at the end, but who's to say that even if even if you were very confident that they were going to move forward, sometimes they just don't follow the rules. And the, that being like, um, the the old Disney CEO um, Bob Iger was supposed to leave at a certain specific amount of time, and then out of nowhere they just switched it. And then there was still like, well, we're kind of breaking the rules. He's the new one, but I'm still here and <laughs> going through this other process and stuff. And I, we all kind of were led to believe that that is uh, and probably was because of COVID and, and all this other stuff that was going on. But at the end of the day, like sometimes they might, uh, you know, extend her contract and then she gives it to somebody else for a while or something like it. You know what I mean? There's all these weird things that it's not always going to be this like cut and dry, like, Oh, she re-upped. It's definitely happening. You know, she could re-up mm -hmm. for four years and only stick around for two. Who knows? But I think the only reason that this question was even brought up um, was because as we're nearing the end of it, you know, may maybe to get a definitive answer. Well, here's your definitive answer. So that really is about as much as you can go. Uh, as far as the public is concerned. And then if you really want her gone, maybe one day you'll hear it, but doubt, doubtful at this point. Um, I think the important, report. right. And I think the important thing about this conversation that no one seemed to take away from it, I feel like I think this overshadowed what I felt was the bigger news, which was they're making a hundred new series a year for the next like three years. I noticed. Yeah. John noticed. No one else did. <laughs> Well, but I mean, that's a big deal. A hundred series. I I mean, Netflix is saying that they're going to make one new thing a week. That's guys, 50. I have a great idea. Oh, really? Go ahead. We have audio <laughs> listeners, so you're going to have to. No, I was going to wait until I was zoomed in all the way. Oh. Make Solo 2 happen. You <laughs> fools. I mean, if you, if you think about it realistically, a hundred shows with however many properties that they have, you have to assume they're putting a big chunk of that into Star Wars whether it be animation or live action, because their most yeah. popular oh, yeah. show right now is Mandalorian and WandaVision. So you have to assume that those two things, they're going to be like, yes, out of 100, we'll make 25 Star Wars shows. You know, it's like... Over, I've over heard the, the course word... of the next year? No. That's what, it, that's what it said initially, right? That's why uh, I didn't I think take it away from next... it. Oh. No, they no, no. They're in setting... a year... No, they're setting a goal of 100 new series per year. It doesn't mean in this next year they're going to have 100 shows out. True, true. Okay, but I still take that as 100 series a year. Um, Across all so, genres, and, and they're connected to other platforms. and, and Yes. All. Right, so I'm Which, saying they're probably so going to dedicate a chunk of that to Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm still thinking, because I think if you're looking at more than three or maybe four, uh, then, you know, well, I guess that's live action. But the thing is, is like, I think that we're underselling how much content Disney has. And they're, you're looking at like the Phineas and Ferb show. Yeah, but also don't forget stuff. how many of these Star Wars shows that are coming that they announced, this Might seven live action, that. three yeah. animated, are also, most of them are limited series so they're going to be done once they air and a lot of them are coming in the next two years so there's definitely more star wars series coming without a doubt and this thing yeah. only just th this this staggering number 
just only adds fuel to wow we're gonna get a lot more star wars series and they seem uh to to really be focusing on the direct-to-consumer thing and you heard they Um, were talking to alden yeah so yeah we had heard yeah that they are speaking reaching out to, to contact him again and i've heard the term phase two thrown out there for star wars like this star wars like so kevin how should we do this and he's like i know i know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know it's so like i think this first run of star wars shows is going to be what they are and it looks like most of them except rangers of the new republic mandalorian and andor are all limited or special events so kenobi ahsoka lando boba fett uh acolyte and Boba Fett are all, I believe, one and done or limited uh, series or That's special events, Wanda however they, they want to label them. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, I didn't know that Acolyte was. I thought that would be reoccurring. I, is it not? I I thought so. I'm not well, positive. Yeah. Um, this is off yeah. the cuff. It's not that we haven't talked about it before, but. Right, right. So, I, yeah, I mean, to me, that just is a sign that there's probably more Star Wars coming. We all probably expected that, but um, Star Wars is certainly going to get a piece of the pie. I just thought of their like their major brands. Like when you open up Disney Plus, it says like Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, National Geographic, and then I guess just like Disney, just like Disney. Yeah, as a just whole. Disney. Yeah. And and I was like, if you split that up, that's like twenty per category. And I was like, they're not going to make twenty Star Wars shows a year. So somewhere, and the same for they're not going to make twenty Marvel a year. They're not going to make or twenty Pixar yeah. shows. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So somewhere along the lines, I think these need to be distributed differently. And I feel like it's probably not as many as you might think if you split it up like that. It's probably still in the line of like three or four uh, Star Wars shows, three or four Marvel shows, three or four Pixar shows that that are new. That's not been announced, but that might be something they do. Or maybe they have been. I don't know. But um I'm sure they're going to do a but lot then, more behind like, the, the scenes stuff. But then, like, the mass majority is, like, Disney stuff. Just, like, Disney yeah. Channel, Disney content, uh, Wizards of Waverly yeah. Place type stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be the large majority of it. So when we hear the number, you immediately start thinking, like, 20 Star Wars shows. Like, that. don't don't go crazy. That's how. That's why I didn't take away too much from it. I was like, this is kind of something we kind of already knew. Um, but James, that's because the world I want to really live in. Relate. Let it the is the world I want to live in. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we kind of got it when they stood up there and they were like 10 Marvel, 10 Star Wars. And there was 10 other ones. What, uh, what the other one was. Was it 10 National Geographic, I think? Oh, I don't know. New, new series. I stopped I watching after Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, let's, let's wrap up that story. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, here to stay. All right. Um, John, I'm going to let you talk about this next one here uh, because you're probably the most familiar with this individual having been in Game of Thrones. Uh, but we're getting a report from Deadline, I believe, uh, that uh, Indira Varma will be joining the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, and I wanted to hear what you thought. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, she was in Game of Thrones. She acted alongside uh, Pedro Pascal in that show. She's mm-hmm. mostly known for TV work. She has been in films and has done a lot of work. But she, you know, she did a great job as a character piece on Game of Thrones. Um, and it's it's just one of those uh, casting things that you feel like 
someone catches someone's eye in a certain show and we've we've made the comparisons of Mandalorian and, and the other live action Star Wars stuff coming up to the scale of Game of Thrones and sometimes those types of things feed similar names and that sort of thing and it's very possible that Pedro Pascal uh, had an in for her. They, they're maybe they stayed friends through their time in Game of Thrones, and he got her in the door to get involved in one of these projects. And it was like, uh, hey, I don't think there's a fit for my show, but I'll put your name in with Deb, who directed us in The Mandalorian, who's actually going to be doing the Kenobi show next year. Yeah, get me in there. You know, who knows how that stuff works? But mm-hmm. a lot of times in any industry, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in a normal nine to five corporate job. Or you're an actor trying to get onto a Disney show, who you know helps. Mm-hmm. And I don't doubt that her having maybe worked with Pedro Pascal, maybe having similar didn't she people, play his uh, in, wife in context? I tell you, I, I don't remember if she was his wife, but uh, in the article it they, said that she played his wife. That's why yeah, I was I like, that's wow, what it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he he had a, he had an early exit on the show. We'll just leave it at that for anybody who still wants to watch Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, so so <laughs> so just she, dropping she, the spoiler and going. Yeah, on. <laughs> right. Yeah, keep your keep your eyes open for uh, that's a joke for the Game of Thrones fans. will pick up on that one. But yeah, no, I think it's one of those things. Maybe uh, if not, it's just coincidence. But I would say it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so and again, the other the other funny thing is that people immediately and I know James, you hate this. People immediately go to the well. She must be somebody that we know. So people are like, oh, she's, she's playing Satine. Mom. <laughs> she's Satine. Yeah, she's playing Satine, who I don't know that that would work uh, <laughs> there. But, uh, and, oh, she must be playing. Maybe she's playing this person. Maybe she's playing a Saj Venturist. Or, you know, they, they go through all these names and stuff. And, you know, I, I also, I'm, I'm on James's side and those types of things. Usually I think it's just somebody that we don't know yet. Um, and yeah. we're going to meet on this show. And she's going to serve, help tell Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's story now in that time period he is but sandwiched in the right in the heart of the middle between mm-hmm. episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I like most everybody who was on that show. So I, and I, I haven't seen a ton of her work, but I really did like the job she did on that show. And I think she'll do a great job doing this as well. Seasoned actor, professional, uh, no sordid history, I guess. So <laughs> uh, I think we're, I think, think it'll be a good time. Uh, John, there was actually two things that I didn't like about this story. And the other one was Darby writing in here, uh, he played this character on Game of Thrones, who was played by Pedro Pascal. He stars in a little Star Wars show oh. fans might have heard of. And I <laughs> was like, "Oh project. no, Darby, don't go there!" <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, uh, Lacey, Lacey did something that you don't like either on her unboxing video. Which go watch if you guys haven't. Lacey has a new unboxing video. Lacey's outpost on I her did? YouTube channel. Lacey goes. She holds up. I think it was a Boba Fett figure, and she goes. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. I said that about Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. when you don't I, have I don't... A, when you don't have adjectives to, and I'm not saying this is against you, Lacey, because Luke is the man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people people would do that for casual people. Like if if you're a guest on a podcast or something, and someone says the man, the myth, the legend, that means they don't have anything good enough in real life of adjectives <laughs> to say about you. Oh, I was so that, poking fun at the so fact that that's what everybody always says. That's why I said Oh, it. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like it, laughed after I said it. <laughs> it it is one of those, yeah, it's one of those staples that we we ban, we banned from the podcast. Like who doesn't know Luke Skywalker? Puns. That was my joke. Yeah. Especially when Ray goes, I thought he was a myth. <laughs> yeah, and I have Ma- the goes, of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> if Ray goes, I thought he was a myth, the man, the legend. 
<laughs> the it. myth, the myth. <laughs> or or she says it like right before he turns around <laughs> and Jedi steps. <laughs> um all right, Lacey, do you have any thoughts on uh this casting in particular? I'm gonna be honest, I really don't. Uh I think she's beautiful. She's gonna do a beautiful job in the show, and I'm just pumped to hear updates that it's still happening and production is moving along. She's she's very the- a very charismatic actress. I nice. think she'll mm-hmm. she'll she'll charm people, and I think people will really endear themselves. See, to her. I went unless she's playing an looking. awful villain. But mm. oh yeah, I went looking. I did, I did like the YouTube thing where you put her in. You say like best scenes or something like that. And honestly, I couldn't really pull up a whole lot. So I was like, I'm not really sure, you know, if that's um, um, just because like the shows that she has are like copywritten. They pull them from, you know what I mean? Like if she's game of Thrones mm-hmm. or something like that, I could see HBO being like, no, don't put that on. So I, I really tried to find some stuff with her and I couldn't really find anything too much. This picture though, I will say on uh star Wars newsnet.com's article uh, reminds me of Holdo. You guys see that? I don't hair. know if you're looking at the photo. Well, um, shorter, like cut triangular. Yeah. I don't know. And and maybe the outfit too. I don't know. I get a Holdo vibe. So then I start thinking mm-hmm. she might be more like military as opposed to like what everybody seems to be thinking, like love interest or yeah, or force-ish on that side. I don't know. I think maybe she might be more on this side. Anyway, I don't know. I kind of feel just like Nobi's not going to have a love based interest on in his limited, <laughs> yeah, in his limited series. He's not going to have a love interest unless he has flashbacks to a previous love. Uh, like, I can't see him having a love interest at That's, this time. Like, his whole life well, has been yeah. ruined. I agree with that. He, yeah. I agree with that. Not that yeah. he can't find love. I feel like someone immediately is going to be like, what does that mean you can't find love? No, it's just not in his priorities right now. Just like John Boyega said, Finn's priority wasn't love. It was war in the rise of Skywalker. So all out like war. Yeah. I feel like it's the same, the same thing with Kenobi. She's my girl. She's my girl. Yep. All right. Um, last, <laughs> last major story what, here. At the, at the episode nine panel. That's what he said. <laughs> John's been holding um, babies and not talking to anybody for two weeks, so he's got to get everything out <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but not least, on our you know major stories here, um, before we just get into like you know the other little tidbits to pick up, um, DK Books and also uh, Del Rey both in the same day made an official announcements that the. Mandalorian original novel and the Mandalorian ultimate visual guide are both canned, totally done, not happening, um, canceled. Now it has nothing to do with the authors. Obviously, um, you know, I think Pablo Hidalgo was involved with one of them. And then the other one, Adam um, Christopher. yes, they said, you know, we're working on things with Adam Christopher in the future. It's nothing against him. They made that very clear. Um, but, uh, you know, it's up to speculation at this point why both of these things got uh, stalled permanently and why on the same day did this announcement come? Uh, Lacey, do you have any thoughts uh, on, you know, th- these not happening? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm very disappointed because I was looking forward to the visual guide. I'm a big visual guide art of book person. Um and I was really looking forward to uh, Adam Christopher's book, too, because 
we've interacted with him on Twitter. He's always been super mm-hmm. nice, super supportive of the podcast and other people in the community. So I was really looking forward to his take on The Mandalorian as this original story. Um, it's just, it, it just kind of sucks. You know, this is another instance, I said this about Cara Dune, I'm saying it now about these two books too, is like, at the end of the day, the people that get hurt the most are the fans because you don't get the content. You don't get the book that's been written at this point, probably. It's sitting on a shelf somewhere. Um, the two messages came out about the same time and they have the exact same wording about two separate books, two separate authors and two separate companies. So to me, it reads Disney Lucasfilm put this memo out from their, Mm -hmm. their PR stance. Um, my guess would be that the story that they had in mind is changing, uh, due to Cara Dune stuff. Also, I think it could be a budget thing with everything that's going on with Disney. They're reallocating money. They're moving stuff to streaming. They're cutting projects. They, they stopped all construction at Disney World and Disneyland. Um, I could see this also being a budgetary thing where they're like, look, we have to cut some projects. These projects, we can make them in the future once Mandalorian's wrapped up. Let's cut it now. That's, that's what I think. It just sucks because I was really looking forward to them. John, do you have any thoughts that differ from Lacey, Lacey, or do you want to double down on what she said? A, a little bit. Uh, no, I agree with what Lacey says in terms of the language for sure. Like Val had pointed that out to me, and I like when it comes to these PR statements, I have my eyes glass over because I just get bored and I almost pass out. I just know because I've put out but, statements like that before. <laughs> yeah, this is a fill in the this is a fill in the blank. Like literally, the only difference in these messages is the title of the product. Everything else is literally the exact same word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Val had pointed that out to me, um, and I was like, wow, I didn't. Even- realize that that's why with Uh, comic cons and stuff it's always there were scheduling conflicts that's why this person can't come anymore it's usually not scheduling conflicts it's like something crazy else yeah yeah and and um adam christopher's book was already delayed once it was supposed to Mm -hmm. already come out this past december Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of us felt like that was maybe based on a creative thing and they didn't want to pigeonhole part of the story uh, by locking yeah, it maybe. in with a canon book or something like that. I don't think this has anything to do with Gina Carano at all. I know people are going to wave the banner for her and say, this is for Gina, and they're look at what's happening to the Mandalorian now, because, and they're going to twist it in this all wrong sort of way. Uh, I don't think that's the case. And then in terms of the publishing element of it, all the costs that went into making this book, uh, especially the one that's probably done, which is the visual, uh, visual, visual guide, because you have to figure... You know, I was in publishing production for a long time. And in order for this to be on shelves in July, this book not only has to be pretty much at the end stages, it has to be sent off to a printer within the next like month or two. So all the costs that went into making that book already happened. They need to uh, recoup those costs by putting this out. Now, I think eventually this will come out and it'll maybe be restructured into the entire series of the Mandalorian. And maybe they don't want to do it as here's part one. And then we're going to do another one. Then another one. Maybe they're just saying, we're going to do the whole series. Here's your set. It's, you know, it's nice little, nice little package or whatever. Uh, As far as um, the, the novel that I'm not sure, you know, that could be mainly a strictly creative thing. It could even have been a Favreau thing. Like, look, I don't feel comfortable. We are maybe looking to do something else in season four. And if this book comes out, it really hinders what we have to do. Sure. Do the dollar do the dollars make sense for you to put a stamp on story on this book that may not make the money that our show can make? Uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, so I think it's two different things. I think with the visual thing, maybe they're just uh, pressing the brakes a little I bit agree on with that. that. But 
all the money has gone into producing that already. Pablo probably already got his his payment in beers or whatever he earns, his, wherever he takes his currency. Transformers. And the, or Transformers, yeah. And then the other one, yeah, he, he just gets sideshow Transformers as his payments, and then he paints them at home like uh, Steve Carell in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. But uh, I'm making the other one pants blue. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the other one, Adam Christopher, he is a great guy. And uh, he, you know, hopefully he does get a chance to, to either – do something with this or something else but yeah i think that's that's the story with with those things and yeah it is a bit of a bummer but we got to give credit to uh uh ben Sfoldi uh at uh, 0.hu who broke that story uh that the visual guide was being canceled because and we had reached out for confirmation to dk in the u.s and they said we have no idea as far as we know what's happening so UK, someone in UK knew and US didn't. So that's interesting that mm. the two different departments of that company, uh, UK and US, weren't on the same page in terms of the cancellation. Interesting, to say mm-hmm. the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes with these types of companies, there's you know communication issues, especially this day, this day and age more than ever. There's communication problems with a lot of companies, and that drives me nuts as a person who's very communication driven. But what are you talking unfor- about? <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, l- long story short, it, it is certainly a bummer because those visual guys are, are nice, fun nuggets to dive into. And I'm sure Adam Christopher's book would have only enriched the story of the Mandalorian more. And you know, like we said, maybe we see more from him uh, down the line. And I, I do think we're going to get a full Mandalorian series visual guide one day. So maybe I'm the crazy one, but I do think this is Gina Carano. And I don't know. You're not the crazy I one. I said it could play into it. I agree. I think I think it's entirely the reason. Because when you're talking about, you know, budgetary things and stuff like that, I, I go, this doesn't happen very often that they they just decide to cancel books altogether and and pull it. I mean, I don't know in the other world, but when you're talking about Star Wars books, it's very rare that that they've said this this book, which is basically already written, is just not happening anymore. So this feels very odd that that two things that would have her likeness uh, associated with it and the potential of somebody being like, um, of, of having a PR nightmare of, you know, every time this book sells, she's still making money on this or something along those lines. I mean, um, the story from Adam Christopher could have had Cara Dune in it. I mean, I, I don't think can't she, imagine. I don't. I don't think she, as an actor, would make royalties on a book like that. I don't think that's how their contracts are made. It might, but I know that immediately after all that stuff happened, Hasbro pulled all the toys, and I think it could be something along those lines in the same regards of like literally all the toys. They canceled yeah. production rat, uh, stuff. They pulled them from the shelves and stores. Yeah, We're still making decisions on how we want to handle this stuff, but for the most part, if this, if we're putting something out there that has this character in it, um, it could potentially cause problems. And this this book and this this guide is is littered with it. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, There's I, probably a page I could be wrong. To her maybe too. Which and you I'm, can easily sap out in that type of book. Yeah, but people would be like, why is she missing from the book? Exactly. And it'd be better to just say we're we've decided that we're not moving forward with it and that be it and just leave it to a blank statement and let people speculate. But the real reason would probably be this. And and I'm 
I'm I'm saying, look, I I think we're all adults, but but obviously, you know, like, hey, give give us this, you know, nobody's going to care, but people are probably going to care, and they're probably at the gonna top of the show. We did talk about a gentleman that called into a stakeholders meeting to ask a YouTube question. So he was no gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, look, I John, you obviously know publishing very well, um, and so. Yeah you might understand this world a little bit better when you see these types of cancellations or announcements made. Um, but from my perspective, I sit here and I go, this, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't seem normal. And the only thing here that, that rings true to me is you probably had a book with this character involved and you definitely had that character and pages dedicated to this character in this other thing. And they both like snap happens like that. It even means the miscommunication thing, like maybe one publishing company or whatever they're doing over there is like, no, absolutely, this is happening. And the other one's like, hold on, hold on, you know, or something along those lines. Then eventually somebody had to make the decision. And when they did, the hammer fell down. So I don't know. I've seen companies deny things and say, oh, no, definitely not. And they've known that said thing was happening and they've just denied it because they can just claim that they didn't know. Going off when your was DK the... denial, saying, "Oh no, absolutely, it's still happening." Like, oh, we've definitely seen the... companies. <laughs> we've do... definitely seen. Yes, they definitely yeah. deny when they either. <laughs> it could be you know a coordinator answering emails, and they they're like, "Just tell them you don't know," and that like I've even written emails before like that, like, "Oh, I don't know," but you know. <laughs> so, I feel like James does have a little truth to a statement of like maybe they just didn't know or maybe one knew and one didn't i think they both knew but they were waiting from lucasfilm and disney to get the final word when when maybe was so the the zero.hu report came out on february 12th do mm-hmm. we know how that lines up with gina carano and that situation I mean, it was around that time because we did a live show on February 11th. Pretty sure was our first live show, which I believe was the Gina show. She was let go. Well, officially on February 10th. 10th. So, so she was let go two days later. A report comes out that says exclusive. The Mandalorian ultimate visual guide will not be published. Mm. That's a quick move. I mean, I I see what you're saying. It's a quick move. But also, but the in the, in the short days right after was yeah. when we heard the Hasbro stuff too. If I'm running, so, if I'm running Disney Lucasfilm books and my partnership with DK or whatever, I'm not not putting out this book because of Cara Dune, and I'm I'm, I'm removing her from the visual guide and moving forward with my. You book are if that Disney sp- says you're not putting that book out. No, but I'm saying <laughs> Disney, Disney, w- w- who all the costs already went into making the book are out done. And now you're going to make zero dollars on return because when your the company... PR is not worth the amount yeah, that I, they spent uh, on that book. That's uh, screw that. I, I was I, I'm sorry. well. I was well. <laughs> so I was tired of getting on the sheet. Don't get mad. At She's going to get royalties or something her. like that. But I definitely know that streaming services and things like pull like for what instance PR like, move though. Like these guys. Getting... Okay, <laughs> I'm canceling. 
I'm canceling my yeah. Disney Plus subscription now. And then Bob Chack comes out. We're about to hit 100 million subscribers on Disney not, Plus. We're higher than ever. So like, you're looking uh, at it from the wrong side. I'm saying the side <laughs> of the people that are angry at her will be angry that she's included in this book. And by having her in this that's book, that's why I'm saying rip her out of it. Her. No, I'm saying take her out of the book. That's what I'm. That's what I said. Take her out. I, I don't know. I didn't write the book. I mean, I didn't publish the book. I'm just telling page, you that it, page, this, this reads page 37, the, the Cara Dune page. Zut. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, it could. We don't know how the Visual Dictionary was distra- di- uh, distributed either. Like, it, it may be that she had her page, but it also could have been like, "Here's the gang. Here's the gang again." You know, like in yeah. the next page, and Here she's just littered Rangers. throughout the book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there. There's a lot of that. Um, so I don't know. It's just just a guess on my part. Um, John needs some pizza, but he's getting a little too feisty seems, today. Uh, <laughs> you want some to- Tostinos? <laughs> pizza no. rolls. Somebody's gonna be so mad that we're messing up the brand name of that. They're gonna the be resistance like, oh. bites. I think it is Tostinos. Okay. I think yeah. it's yeah. Totinos. Totinos. We without, do have the internet. Else. We could Google it. No, we don't. No internet. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I want to run through a couple quick things because uh, we're up on time here. But uh, Benedict Cumberbatch did an interview with uh, Collider, and they asked him about the possibility, kind of the fan theory of him playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's was immediately like, who? What? Totinos. What? <laughs> to- That's what I said, Totinos. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, uh, but then he was asked, uh, the character, he's blue, and Benedict Cumberbatch is just like, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I'm he's not like, doing I've done that. strange, I'm out. I've, yeah. I value my time with my, my family, and I've got better things to do than the before <laughs> and after of getting turned blue. So put to bed Did you see? any more rumors of Benedict Cumberbatch I wonder Cumberbatch if they were like, how Thrawn. about for a million dollars? He's like, get the paint. Get I, the to, paint. Do, I mean, <laughs> who knows? It could be crazy marketing where he's like, Twitter? No, absolutely not. I don't even know who that is. And then when he shows up, it's like, oh my God. Don't you Disney there, plus me. Dude, there's yeah. precedent there. There's precedent there. Justin Bolger uh, did a great quote tweet and he put in quotes, I'm not playing Khan. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. And that that was Cumberbatch saying he wasn't playing Khan in yeah. Star Trek. And sure That's enough, he was point. playing Khan. So. Well done, Justin. Yeah. That was a like great. That. He has some tweet. solid tweets. He should do social media for for a popular <laughs> franchise. In my he should yeah. maybe Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that'd be okay. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> another thing: the Star uh, Titan Publishing, who's involved with Star Wars Insider, they're the company that puts them together. They're doing a special edition um, magazine uh, that is the Star Wars Age of Resistance. Uh, and there was an excerpt that came out. If you guys want to check it out, they put the the PDFs and you can read what it what it all says and stuff. But just kind of a, a, a highlight, a shine on that particular character. And as you know, through the rest of this magazine, you've probably seen them. They usually come out before movies like everything you need to know about the new Star Wars. Boom. Collector's edition. Here it is. It's very similar to that. Um, always a, a cool item for people to pick up and kind of leaf through. Even though if you read the excerpt, you're like, People, if you listen to this podcast, you already know all this stuff. So it's like, okay. But um, but I think it, it could be kind of something yeah. to actually kind of own. And uh, it, it, usually these are pretty thick. And they have a lot of really beautiful pictures. And um, it's pretty cool to check it out. 
Uh, last thing I wanted to mention, though, is that John Favreau was officially nominated uh, by the Directors Guild of America for The Mandalorian Chapter 9, The Marshal. Um, the Mandalorian has been putting out a lot of tweets recently that says, like, oh, this thanks to these people, they nominated us, you know, for this like editing or visual effects. And there's a lot of those things coming out, but it was really cool uh, to see John Favreau specifically nominated by such a prestigious group in the guild of America directors guild of America, I should say, um, which is all of his colleagues. He only did um, the one episode this season, but in my opinion, the best episode, very cinematic, very well pulled off. And of all the episodes, if I, if I was going to nominate a single director for the for that season, John Favreau would be my nomination as well. And it looks like all of his colleagues fell into that too. So good on him. Um, good luck. And yeah. uh, I saw the, the other nominees. I don't know any the of those shows. King, the king. He is the king. The king. The He's king. up against uh, um, Jason Bateman, I think, for. Ozark. Ozark. You know what? Yeah. Can I say something about Ozark real quick? I know sure. I've on. never seen it, but sure. Get uh, ready show... for Jonzo Snark. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I watched that show, and then when it comes back around, I have forgotten literally everything about that show. It does not stick. I enjoy it. I hope he loses, and I hope Favreau takes <laughs> home the gold. I like Bateman too. I'm a Bateman guy. I am. I actually am not a Bateman guy. I do not like Jason Bateman. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. All right. Fun facts of the but, day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's it, though. Resistance report out. Uh, Lacey, what do we got next? What's up for Resistance broadcast? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So as you guys know, there's lots of ways you can support us because we're back. Uh, you can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, follow us on Instagram, which we're growing there, so thank you so much, at The Resistance Broadcast, or any popular podcast app, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Um, mm-hmm. If you want more than that, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you get extra content every week, new videos from us. You can go up in ranks and get mailings, Discord access, and much more. This is the segment of the show that we let the generals take part. So first, I want to say thank you to our generals. Thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Beerfet Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Couchins, Jeffrey Connery, Jeff Connery, uh, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, and Val Trichkoff. I made it almost all the way through. I don't know if you go by Jeffrey, Jeff, but I almost went there. Jeffrey. All right. This week, we have a rotation slot with a new general, which is Jake Houchins. And we asked Jake, Jake. we asked him, if you were playing Lando Calrissian and Sabacc, knowing he cheats, would you cheat to even, would you cheat to even the playing field? Rat him out to everyone. How would you approach the game? So he gets some time now to give us an answer. So Jake, take it away. Hey, TRB. Um, if I found myself in a game of Sabacc with a cheating Lando Calrissian, um, I would imagine that it would be the young Donald Glover one, and I would use my charisma to become friends with him. Um, I'd uh, build a nice, long-lasting relationship because he actually seems like a pretty cool guy. Then once we've kind of both grown older and he's kind of in that Billy D age then, I'd try to exact my revenge then. Maybe it was something as simple as maybe a good prank or even something like, uh, you know, swindling him out of his ship or 
um, some credits then. Uh, I'm not really good at poker or anything like that, so I'd have to kind of play the long game. Um, may the force be with you all, and uh, I'm glad to be part of the pod race. Nicely done, Jake. Excellent answer. <laughs> Why are you laughing? His answer is so funny. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, John. Why is it so funny? Because it's just like, he's like, you know, I'm picturing the young, charismatic Lando, and I would just want to be good friends with him, and then just wait a really long time, and then maybe play <laughs> a prank on him. <laughs> the long game. <laughs> play the long game, and then like, put like a whoopee cushion under his seat, and be like, that ah, got him. Uh, no, I thought it was, I thought it was clever. I thought it was funny. I do like the long game element because that's kind of like how Han and Lando are. They've always been kind of going back and forth, trading jabs at each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, I dig that. And first pod race, right? For Jake, I believe. So it is well uh, done. Yeah. Well done for sure. Great job. Uh, knocked it out of the park. Can't wait for you to do another one and welcome to the show. You made it on, on TRB, my man. So thanks for your support, Jake. You're the man. Appreciate it. Go ahead, James. Um, no, I, I, I was like, man, uh, do we, do we trust Jake? (laughs) He's like, he has a lot of confidence that he's like, if I sat down at a table, me and me and the biggest swindler and the coolest cat in the room, we just become best friends. (laughs) We just start hanging out (laughs) and, uh, you know. And he's like, uh, then we'd we'd become best friends like throughout these years, and I'd play the long game with him, and I'm like, you know, if I sat down at a table and I saw, you know, Tom Cruise, I wouldn't I wouldn't immediately be like, oh, I'm just gonna be best friends with Tom Cruise. So I was like, good on you, Jake. I you know I hope that you do become best friends with Lando, and eventually he falls for you and trust you enough that you'll be able to swindle him back that'd be good jake excellent job on your first pod race this actually makes me think of something not star wars which was uh raya and the last dragon at the end towards the end of the movie they have to whoa whoa hold up what you're doing spoilers for that movie that's not out yet that's technically on premiere you have to pay to get it access Well, there is an instance where a joke is made about someone being best friends with someone. And that's what made me think of it. So that's what okay. I was going to say. Thanks, Jake. Now we're going to go to the man, the myth, so the legend. People. John. Go ahead, John. Raya and the last spoiler. Um, yeah. I didn't spoil right. anything. <laughs> but like, it is very good. This new movie that basically no one's seen because you have to pay for it. Anyway, at the end, this happens. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've been wondering. Um, all right, Ask the Resistance. We're back with it. Here we are. Uh, first question's coming in now from Matthew Gilbert at Gilbolicious. Uh, makes me want some Bubblicious, if I may be honest. Um, Lacey, Matthew has this question that we're going to pitch to you. Uh, which Star Wars movie has the best intro? Episode. He says episode four, which is uh, you know the Tantive being chased down by the Star Destroyer. So what do you think? Uh, hey, Matthew. Nice to meet you, uh, virtually. Great question. Uh, I have to agree with you. Episode four, A New Hope, has the best intro because it's the one that everybody falls in love with Star Wars with. Like that scene of the ship chasing another ship and then, you know, Darth Vader boards and the stakes are really high and you realize like, what have I, what have I just walked into this war? What's going on? There's droids and stuff. It's just the best one. And, um... Yeah, nothing, nothing competes with that. 
all the other ones seem kind of boring actually <laughs> after this one nice right on i mean it's it is iconic for sure mm-hmm. yeah revenge um, of the sith though is the correct answer so revenge of the sith i thought about that one because the whole war <laughs> scenario but and i don't drums, know drums boom boom it is cool but I think yeah. intro-wise into the story, the one that catches my attention more, because I tend to zone out in that intro because you're like, okay, they're fighting. I get it. There's a lot of droids and they're fighting. This one, it's like you <laughs> have to pay attention. There's lines. There's new characters. He's choking people. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? So I would have, I'm glad I didn't bet because if I was a betting man, I thought you were going to pick Rise of Skywalker with Kylo Ren just absolutely murdering people i also i thought of that one as well i'm glad you guys came up with the ones that i thought of uh the reason i didn't say that one is because it didn't go anywhere after that oh yeah interesting that's yeah uh iconic pick episode four so you and matthew mm-hmm. on the same page yep i may lean on that too um all right james alex zukas at zubaka asked will we see remnants of the first order in stories after the rise of skywalker kind of like i guess what we're seeing with the uh remnants of the empire is probably what he's yeah totally um yeah good question alex i i I think that uh what you're gonna look at is absolutely stories that continue to say hey we're here now this is what it was but you know don't forget that you know everything completely changed when the first order showed up and that can happen again um i think that post the sequel trilogy all the stories won't reflect i know it's kind of hard to say and maybe i'm wrong on this but like they won't reflect so much on like remember the empire i think they're going to reflect on like remember when we had um the new republic and then it was just so immensely crushed by just an outside force um don't ever don't ever forget that that happened and that will that will make it so that future stories can look back on the sequel trilogy a little bit as its own legacy of um this era that happened in star Wars, that was not a small thing. It was a big regime change. I mean, by the time we get to rise of Skywalker, our understanding is that the first order has basically become the new government. Um, and they need to overthrow it like immediately. And I know it, it seemed all fast. That was kind of one of the like hangups is like with the first two movies taking place, like back to back, you didn't really get to see that happen. Um, but it did happen. Um, and the first order was a, a huge problem for the galaxy, um, and I, I don't I don't see any other scenario where they don't um, look back at the remnants of the first order beyond Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. All right, good answer. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, all right, uh, one more here from Zach Bison at Zach underscore Stitch. In Kenobi, will Obi Wan and Vader converse via the Force across the galaxy like Ray and Kylo Ren did? He wrote Ben. I'm gonna say Kylo Ren. Um, <laughs> uh i don't i I, it would be cool um it there's there's certainly precedent there because even uh palpatine and anakin did that in revenge of the sith um but i don't think so because i think it adds just another hurdle for them to try to tie up and it might not be worth the payoff to do that because you really get the vibe when we see vader in a new hope that they really have not been in contact and if we're creating a new smaller gap which would be a 10 year window now, as opposed to 19 uh, knowing that, Oh, they can converse at any time through the force is dangerous to me. Um, and it would be a little sloppy and then be like, Oh, why didn't they then in a new hope? And then, Oh, because they made that movie first. Well, we know, but still story continuity. Blah, blah. So I, I, while it would be cool <laughs> for that to happen, I think it's 
just adding a, a variable of messiness that we don't want to deal with, uh, especially me being a continuity junkie. Um, so I'm going to say hopefully not, but let me know what you think there, Zach. Um, all right, last one real quick. This is from uh, Brian. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the uh, Certain Point of View pod. Uh, he asked, uh, and that's uh, B. Avo. How do you say your name, Brian? Avalasino? I think that is it. Um, he said, who wins in a 30-question solo movie quiz? If it was two weeks ago, Not I would me. say John. If it's today, which it is, I would say me. Yeah, I would say me. Like, no question. Okay. If right, I we'll start it I right know. now. Yeah. Who plays no. Han Solo? I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I definitely know not me because both of you guys are in full on trivia mode mental game right yeah. now. So you guys definitely have it down. Um, and I wouldn't be able to pull it out. So if that that helps. Um, the question really is going to be, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out uh based on who answers questions correctly in the shmona i don't know like solo related questions in the shmona i think brian wants to do it i think that's why he was saying it but i think maybe so yeah yeah all right maybe one day maybe one day all right that is it thank you all for your questions make sure you do submit them to us you do that on twitter using hashtag ask the resistance or we usually put a post out uh whether that be monday tuesday wednesday um drop it down below or you can email it to us you know how to do that so however you want to get us a question we'll get you on the show we appreciate it very much because it always adds new different flavors of discussion to the show here i sound like guy fieri or something uh thank you all for listening and watching and being a part of trb make sure you do subscribe to the show like Lacey said before all your audio platforms on the youtube channel make sure you get your alerts going because we are back two times a week only took a week off, felt like a month, but here we are. We're back every Monday and Thursday. we got the cantina coming up, so make sure you set in a reminder for this Thursday to around noonish to sign up if you want to be a part of the stream itself and be on the video with us. So that's going to be a good time, which is happening on the 25th. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey at starwarsnewsnet.com and my movie podcast just like the movies uh which i'll be coming back to doing uh, soon doing robocop so a nice family film for me being a dad for the second time uh james how I'd about buy you? that for a dollar um you can <laughs> nice. buy me on twitter and instagram at Meyer trunks nice Lacey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and you can also find me talking about WandaVision if you stayed up with me at 3 a.m. every Friday uh, on our sister site, Movie News Net. I chatted with Alex and Darby, who wrote one of the article, a couple of the articles today that we talked about. Uh, we talked about WandaVision, how much it meant to me as a series and a superhero story. So check that out. Also, Lacey's Outpost stuff is up. So I finally did it, guys. <laughs> finally followed through. All right. Woo! And uh, your schmodown this Thursday. Oh, right. yeah. You can find me on the Schmodown this Thursday, the 18th. Nice. So get Good ready luck. to cheer me on as I we'll take be there on with the, Gold with the big leader. foam fingers. Going, oh, yeah. Go, Lacey. All right. <laughs> we will see you all on Thursday where we're going to uh, revisit one of the coolest scenes in Star Wars. Jabba's Palace and that whole segment of the movie and have a good time chatting about that. So uh, enjoy your weeks. We'll see you Thursday morning right here on TRB. See you around, kids.